every Wednesday, I try to have someone from the community on to talk about something interesting going on. And today I've got a guest that I was, she reached out to me and I'm really glad she did because she is looking for interaction from you, the, the listening public, because she could use your help. She got a grant from the Minnesota State's Art Board to fund the creation of a series of new works on paper. Her work, she's an artist, typically features plants and or other natural references. And uh, it's a grant that is seeking proposals which focus on how we've remained connected and built new connections during the pandemic. And it was inspired by a photo who a friend sent her with the message, this reminds me of your work. And it's a project that combines plants with her art. So welcome this morning to our guest. Her name is Shelley Caldwell. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning, Karen. And I understand you're an alum of Minnesota State Mankato as well as a former adjunct faculty. That's correct, yes. Did Both you... my undergrad and my master's from the art department here at Mankato. So it's all revolving around art. What sort of art have you pursued in your career? Uh, my undergraduate degree is in painting and drawing. And then when I stayed on for the MA program that MNSU offers, I delved a little bit more into installation and drawing and combining those two practices. Um, so installation's a little bit of a different genre where it's kind of site-specific and you're using a lot of non-conventional art materials quite often. Um, so it was sort of a natural extension of the mixed-media drawing that I had already been doing and making that more physical and interactive. Now, you reached out to me because you're doing this project and you need some input from others. And by, by others, I mean anybody who has ever taken a picture of a plant. Specifically, you're interested in plant silhouettes. Let's talk a little bit about your reasons for applying for this grant and what you're hoping to accomplish by this. Yes. Yeah, so since finishing being a student and working as adjunct faculty, you're always looking for opportunities, so luckily we have a lot of funding available in Minnesota. So I had applied for a creative support for individuals grant for the fiscal year 2021, and I received that grant, but they were looking, instead of for specific projects like they typically might, they were looking more for just supporting artists through the pandemic, but also hinging on how do we remain connected when we can't physically meet or physically interact with the art in person? So like you had mentioned in your intro, I had received a photo from a friend that said, this reminds me of your work because I've been doing these mixed media drawings that feature plant silhouettes, sort of like plant portraits mm -hmm. for the last few years. And those also work into my installation work. So I was touched by that and then thought, well, that's kind of a nice extension. Um, there's a good gardening and plant interest present in every community, really, but um, with the increasing digital age, there's lots of special interest groups on Facebook or there's like a Mankato area plant people group. Mm -hmm. So there's always information and images being exchanged anyway. So I felt like that would be a great uh, way to sort of highlight those community connections regardless of the pandemic, but also highlighting how important they've become in keeping us connected and perhaps 
insane throughout <laughs> the last couple of years here. I was going to say so many people have taken up gardening, whether it's indoor plants or whether it's outdoor gardening during the pandemic because, you know, you're stuck at home. And so it has become a big deal for a lot of folks. And I know even a lot of people have taken up photography. So combining those two and then you're adding your portion of doing some making some art out of this. So what you're looking for, Shelley, is folks who have some pictures of some of their plants and specifically you're interested in silhouettes. So describe what exactly it is you're looking for and hoping people can maybe help you out on. Yeah, definitely. So typically my work is more about outdoor spaces and naturally occurring plants and focusing just on the plants, but with wanting to utilize the community and showcase that and sort of pay homage to the fact that we are spending a lot of time in our indoor spaces, I'm changing my approach up a little bit and looking really for those moments that sort of take take you aback a little bit when, you know, you're just going about your business at home and you notice an interesting shadow on the wall because that's really where a lot of this work started several years ago was starting to really pay attention to those really typical but quite beautiful moments that we're all lucky enough to have when we're paying attention or our mind's not too full of other things. So um, yes, it's still plant portraiture, but I'm looking in the images most specifically at the shadows Mm. that are cast by the plants and or whatever else might be in that domestic space. So some of the images I've received are simply a shadow on a wall with nothing else. And other images are including those main features, but then there's maybe hints at the architecture or certain patterns or domestic or decorative items in the person's home, which maybe starts to give a little bit of a portrait into that individual and their life as well, um, without it specifically involving the human in the image. There's still a lot of human presence without them being physically rendered so in the artwork. Once you get these images of plants or shadows, whatever, are you going to repaint them or create something new? Or yeah. I'm just trying to picture what's going to happen yep, with I'm these using images. Them, mm-hmm, I'm using them as sort of a jumping off point. So since that shadow is the main subject, rather than just drawing it as a shadow, I'm doing these as cut paperwork. So I start with a white piece of paper and I project the image onto it and take sort of the main compositional attributes of the image that I like and draw those in. But then ultimately I cut away what we would normally see as like the positive space or the non-shadow area. And I leave the shadow on the white paper instead of cutting the shadow part out. So I cut out a lot of what isn't the shadow and put black paper behind it. So it basically inverts positive and negative space or a lot of us whether you're an artist or not, growing up, you saw like the face vase image yeah. where do you see a face or do you see a vase? And really, it can go either way. So it kind of plays off of that inversion and that contrast of black and white. And then I add sort of elements of pattern or some gray paper in just to add a little bit more. Um, variety to the work. When you apply for this type of a grant, is there some requirement that it has to be shared in public or, or what are, I guess, what is all involved? I'm not an artist myself. I'm a gardener, as you probably know, but I'm just curious, what does this involve? Do you say, well, I'm going to show this in such and such a venue mm-hmm. or just this is good for me to do on my own or what happens? Um, historically, yes. Uh, so 
prior to the pandemic, there's always that community component. Um, how are you going to, you know, disperse this work? How are you going to make it available for public consumption, essentially? Um, but because of all the question marks over the last yeah. several years and not being able to um, go about things in our traditional or historically structured way, um, there's been a lot of adapting going on. So luckily, the State Arts Board is very flexible on that and realizes that even if you did have a planned event, that might not actually happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was still looking for, okay, well, how do you interact? How do you engage? How do you still get this work um, out there or make connections through the work? So that's why I really sort of glommed onto that idea of that simple, nice gesture, comment, and photo that I got from a friend and really turning that into um, a larger project. Because even though I will still ultimately show this work, because that's always the goal, is to get it out of the house and into a gallery, um, since there's still so many question marks around when that will actually come to fruition, this is a nice way to still go about making work and making new work and pursuing new ideas um, that are relevant to the current times we're all in. And you sent me a link to your Facebook. It's Shelley Caldwell, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-C-A-L-D-W-E-E-L-L. And gives me an example of some of the, the pictures you're looking for. And I see a lot of images of, of shadows, of plants. Some They all look to me like houseplants at this point. So I'm not sure if it, it's limited to houseplants or... I guess if there's people out there who maybe just take pictures, and a lot of these pic- these pictures with the shadows to me would be mistakes in some ways because when you're taking a picture, you don't necessarily want a lot of shadows because I do that with the flash, and I do it because mm-hmm. I, I don't have the right lighting or whatever. So some of these, in some senses, might be a mistake, but you, you are looking at them as a work of art. That's right. Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, um, they are posted to my Facebook, which is, pretty easy to find, um, especially if you spell Shelly with that second E. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like I said, typically my work is more outdoor and naturally occurring, but because of this specific slant in this particular project, it is really looking at those high-intensity shadows that we often find in our homes. Um, And really that's where a lot of my work with the graphic line and the high contrast between black and white comes from because when I was a grad student at MSU, that was, you know, part of one of my reviews is, well, you really got to figure out why you do this so much. And so I was home tearing my hair out like, (laughs) I don't know, I'm just like that stuff. And I started to look around and realize I have always been drawn to these shadows. And I grew up with a mom who is more than a green thumb. She's an avid gardener and always had tons of houseplants in our house. And I grew up in an old farmhouse, which anyone who lives in one knows that every room has one singular light in the center of the room, and that casts a lot Ah. of really bold shadows. And when I look at family photos from my childhood, there's often, you know, very stark shadows in the images simply because of um, the lighting present. So that's one way to get it, but a lot of other images people are sending me are at those times that are sort of dawn and dusk where the light might be most intense but really it can happen any time of day with natural light or with artificial light i'm really not too discerning about the images i'm kind of thinking of it as all inclusive with respect to them being indoor 
images. So they don't necessarily have to be house plants, but I am looking for that indoor factor. But otherwise, they can really be anything and everything. Some people have lots of other items in the image, which is more than fine. I've received images on the floor or the ceiling. Um, so really, anything is anything is fair game. And those posts on my Facebook account are public, so mm-hmm. they're easy to access and see examples of what other people have been sending me as well. So, Shelly, I'm assuming that if people want to send you these pictures, it's a matter of you're saying by sending them to you, it's like, yes, you can use them free of charge. It's just a matter of just helping me with my inspiration. So it's just taking a photo and sharing it and not getting paid for it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So it's a, a volunteer of your, a volunteering of your imagery, please. And thank you very much. <laughs> um, which we've all become pretty, you know, acclimated to do with how much we're on social media and just sharing our lives away anyway. But yes, it is important to note that, yes, I will be using your image. Maybe not exactly as it appears, but uh-huh. I will definitely be using it. <laughs> so how do you choose something like this? Is it something as an artist you look and say, wow, this is really interesting? Or you say, oh, I love how this light is. Or I, I'm not, like I said, I mentioned I'm not an artist per se, but people like different things. So how do you go about selecting what you think will work? I really go about it with um, this project with an open mind. Um, anybody who knows me or even my work is pretty familiar with um, the fact that I'm kind of controlling. Um, I make a lot of <laughs> okay. decisions and I stick to them. Um, so this is that element of spontaneity or that lack of control in this work, which usually makes work more interesting, right? Um, so sometimes it might be process-oriented or other things that I've done in the past. Um, but with these works, um, the process itself is very controlled, but the, the composition is sort of the non-control in this experiment, you might say. Um, So whatever you send me, I respond to. Sometimes I take the whole image. Other times I just zoom in on the image and crop it in a way that works for me. Um, I'm making these all sort of a standard size, at least currently, so that there's that control as well. Um, And I'm still using that vertical orientation. So even though they're not specifically plant portraits, like a lot of my past work has been, that vertical orientation sort of lends itself more toward portraiture as well as a lot of domestic spaces and their design. Um, So really, I just look for ones that strike me as interesting for different reasons. Sometimes it is just a really great, bold, visible shadow, or maybe of a plant that I really like, or maybe it's a plant that I don't have Mm -hmm. in my own home. So I find those particularly interesting as well. Um, but really, they're they're all different, and this is brand new work for me. So I haven't um, put any of it out there yet. But I will say that at least one will end up in the four ten project oh, okay. juried exhibition that they have in February coming up here. Oh, that's great to know. So, have you actually started on any of these from photos you've received already? Yeah, so this was a 2021 grant, which did involve a lot of other things as well. This project was just part of it. So like the mounting of my website, as well as other professional development aspects were budgeted into the grant proposal that I wrote. So I spent most of the year focusing on that and starting to collect the images. But now over the last couple of months, I've really been um, working some of those initial images that I received throughout the year into some... I'm not quite sure if they're finished yet. Okay. <laughs> yep, but it, at least one will be done by mid-February to submit 
to that to read. So, how many photos have you received from people, friends, and others who maybe have seen your call? Yeah, really, the last couple of weeks, I've probably received just as many as I have throughout the year. Granted, okay. I've really been pushing for that final participation as well to really see how far I can go and how wide I can cast my net. Okay. Um, but overall, I'd say I have at least 65 images that okay. people have sent to me. Some people send me one. Some people send me one every few days. <laughs> and. You know, it's it's basically whatever people want to supply um, in whatever way. So my email address is on my Facebook as well as my website. So that's another way you can send them to me. They can be posted directly to the Facebook posts calling for images. They can be sent through Facebook Messenger. Or you can email me and ask me for other contact information, whatever you prefer. What is your website that people can go to, Shelley? My website is simply my name, so ShellyCaldwell.com, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L. And that's the same with the the Facebook. You just type those in and find those. Makes me want to go and look back on some of my photos. A lot of the times the photos I put up are ones that are hopefully better, but I'm going to go check now for shadows. Now, you mentioned you did prefer a portrait orientation versus... I mean, it really doesn't matter. I can always crop them as I see fit. So whatever strikes the the photographer works for me. Okay. Pretty open on my end. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you're out there listening and you have some plants or maybe you've got these pictures already, she's looking for silhouettes, portraits of plants in your home. And and I see some like they've got like the plant, but also silhouette of a table or something that may be on. So there's a lot of different variation that it can be, but just interesting things and help help her out in terms of fulfilling her grant and her desire to create this new art and hopefully we'll all be able to to see it and you'll post it I assume do you do the process like will we see how you do it on your your uh, web or your Facebook as well because I'm just curious it sounds kind of fascinating to yeah me. they'll definitely they'll definitely get posted throughout um, there is maybe one snippet if you're somebody who likes to do some Facebook snooping there might be one snippet of an in-process image on there oh. um, but yeah they'll be they'll be coming out here soon I gave myself that deadline of having at least one if not up to three which is the most you can enter into the four tens oh. um, juried show so the goal is to have one to three of these finished um, by February 9th or 10th, which is the drop-off date. And that's, that you, show, you mentioned so. deadlines. Let's talk about, you want these images soon. So what is yeah, your deadline so to get the these? Reason, yeah, the reason for this final push of image collection is because since it was a 2021 grant, um, my reporting deadline is for activities completed through January 31st. So while my project will be ongoing and mm-hmm. the results will be ongoing um, in terms of reporting on my grant activities. That deadline is January 31st, so I will continue to take images after that point, but up to the 31st of January is um, what helps me most with reporting on participation in my project to the State Arts Board. All right, listeners, let's help out Shelly Caldwell. Shelly with a two E's, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-E-L. Either go to her website or her Facebook. You can post your pictures to share with her and we're going to hopefully help you out and maybe who knows maybe they'll see their their picture in some art form that you create yes definitely what uh else are you working on now obviously an artist work is never done so i'm just curious what are your next things or is this something that you're going to be pursuing for a while 
Uh, yeah, there's always several things going on. So continuing to develop my website further right now is just a portfolio page. Eventually it will have a shop feature. Um, as you can probably relate, winter months still involve a lot of plants. So I'm doing some transplanting and dividing and indoor plant care, but also starting to think about garden season. Luckily, yes. like I mentioned, my mother is a big gardener, so she does a lot of the seedling, so I don't um, do a lot of that pre-planting myself, but starting to work on that as well. Um, I also have several sort of uh, smaller commission projects that are in the works um, that involve some are um, representational drawings, so just drawing from an image, but in my style. Um, one is developing a small installation for somebody's home. Um, that will be some string work, which if anybody saw an exhibition that I had in the CSU gallery this past spring, which is also on my website, it's a little bit like that. All sorts of irons and lots of fires, you might say. You know, I just clicked on your website, Shelley, and it pretty much is all plants, it seems. Yes. I mean, the past yeah. several years, it has been largely plants. They've always been a big part of my life, and they're an easy subject for drawing. Um, they don't move too quickly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they're a good sitter for just observational drawing and really studying and developing drawing skill. As I mentioned, installation as a discipline is not really media-specific. It's often... Um, a lot of non-art materials taken out of context. So a lot of my installation work over the years has featured specifically spider plants because you yes. can get a lot of them very quickly. Did you have that? Was that your installation in the, was it the Centennial Student Union with all the spider plants alive? Because somebody told me about that. I unfortunately didn't get over to see it, but they had tons and tons of baby spider plants everywhere, and then you gave them away later? Is that you? Yeah, that's always part oh. of the installation work, is they're part of the work, and then they're also a giveaway. Um, wow. One, to unburden myself because you have to keep caring for those plants if you keep them and they grow and get bigger and need things just like any living thing but it also helps kind of keep the work fresh and do different things it also is a way to disseminate to get my installation work out there and into people's hands since it's not an easy discipline like a painting or a drawing or a clay ceramics piece a mug or even a piece of art or anything in between that is easy to collect and put in your home. Having sort of a snippet of an installation as a giveaway is a good way, in my mind at least, to plant that memory of experience they had with my work. So on my website, if you go to the installation portion, you'll find different examples of what I've done with that, including the work that I had in the CSU gallery this past spring. I love that. And I'm just curious, have you done anything with ginkgos? Ginkgos are my favorite tree, and I've seen some really cool artwork. So I'm just saying, if you haven't, I've got some ginkgos. If you want some leaves, let me know, because I am thrilled and fascinated with they are like the oldest, oldest genus, or, or which what it is in the, the history of plants. Yeah, they're a fascinating tree. Um, unfortunately, I haven't done too much with it yet. I have done one ginkgo drawing um, that Amber Rahe actually has, I believe. It's in her collection. Um, she's a adjunct faculty here at the university as well and quite an amazing artist herself. But um, I haven't done anything specifically with it, but uh, I grew up with a neighbor who was originally from Austria, and she was essentially a master gardener. And uh, she was always telling us where certain trees were in the yes. county or where to go find them. And that was one she always said, you got to go find it. That's, that's the oldest reference. That's the yes. best tree, the best species to reference. So 
definitely one to revere for its um, historical repetition and its leaves. It's beautiful, too. So it's something that sort of ties into that. um, Something you can get a lot of quite quickly if you're on guard in the fall, you could quickly harvest well, Shelley, ginkgo leaves when they uh, drop. I'm offering you, if you would like some ginkgo leaves or see some ginkgo trees, I have got some fantastic ones, so let me know. <laughs> well, I will be in touch on that, Karen. That Thank sounds you. great. And, and, yeah, and check out her site. It is just beautiful. It is ShellyCaldwell.com for the website or just go on Shelly Caldwell for the Facebook and submit your photos for her for this this great art project she's working on. And we've all, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have plants and a lot of us have pictures probably with shadows in them. So let's, we'll, we'll hopefully help so have some listeners help you out, Shelly. Great. Thank you very much, Karen. Thanks for your time. Take care. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. bye-bye.